Welcome to Prima's 2021 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Karen Caterino and Mark Pugh will discuss navigating the generational gap. Karen is the Public Entity Education Center of Excellence Leader West at Willis Towers Watson. Mark is the Senior Vice President of Product Development and Marketing at Preferred Medical. We will also be joined by Prima's Education Coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Karen, Mark, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Taekwon. Great to be here. So to get started, why do you believe there's a talent gap? Well, I'll take that question. Taekwon, thanks. And thanks again for having us. Well, We've certainly heard the terms graying of America, and, and that's not just a COVID hair fab, right? So I want to start with a little bit of statistics and some telling figures about the talent gap. There was a 2015 study where the U.S. added 2.65 million jobs experiencing steady job gains. That's a good number, right? But then on average in that same year, 2.75 million people voluntarily quit their jobs each month in 2015. So organizations realize the need to address leadership development challenges. A high percentage of them really rated as important, but less than half of the respondents were prepared to address these challenges. So as we see two-thirds or more of the oldest baby boomers are retiring, the younger are following suit. You know, it takes really an invaluable company and industry knowledge with them, creating more risk of a talent and information gap. So succession planning definitely needs to be a top focus of organizations who want to maintain a viable pipeline of leaders. Some of our own transitions group initial research also shows that employers, man, they're, they're really not yet fully aware of the impact of this growing workforce. Certainly, in a pandemic world, uh, job attrition is even more challenged. So you combine all of this with a branding issue, risk and insurance, it doesn't tend to, you know, attract excitement, although I think it's incredibly exciting. But to really get that younger generation interested in our insurance field, that's where, you know, we, we really feel this talent gap needs to be addressed. So what exactly is mentoring? You know, mentoring is something that everybody does pretty much from the moment that you're born, uh, either mentor or mentee. In fact, if you're a parent, that is the ultimate mentoring. But when, when we're talking about a professional environment, and following up on Karen's description of the institutional knowledge that's walking out of many organizations and the new kind of concept of work and work-life balance and purpose and goals that comes with the newer generation, it's really the mentoring is really about connecting experienced professionals with lifelong learners, promote professional and personal growth. And I think a lot of times people think of mentoring purely as kind of honing skills and competencies, um, hard skills, if you will. But mentoring is as much about the whole person. It's as much about helping them understand how to do a job and in addition to why do the job um, and how to balance your, your work and your life, how to become a professional, how to work through management you know, issues, how to mediate discrepancies and disagreements, how to you know, um, work your way up the ladder or across the ladder, you know, all those kind of things. And so mentoring really is about giving back by the mentors and paying it forward and helping someone else grow both professionally and personally and expanding upon and expounding upon their experiences that can help someone who hasn't been there and done that yet 
to be there and to to do that when it comes time. But also from a mentee standpoint, it's really important for them to be lifelong learners. And one of the things that we have talked about extensively with the transitions is you can be both a mentor and a mentee. So you're never too old to learn. You're never too old to grow, um, both professionally and personally, and to figure out new ways of doing things. And so it's really important that it's a bi-directional sharing of information, the mentor to the mentee on their expertise and their experience, the mentee to mentor on maybe new ways of thinking about things and new ways of doing things. But it's really important from a mentoring standpoint to be strategic and it'd be pre-planned. So you don't want it to be something where you happen in. And I, I've had an opportunity to be a mentor and a mentee throughout my life. And sometimes it's somewhat spontaneous and unplanned, but sometimes it really needs to be more strategic, more thought through for both parties, both the mentor and the mentee to figure out what their goals are, to write down literally what they want to get out of this relationship, what they want to give to this relationship. And so that's going to be the best mentoring relationship is that it's strategic, it's thought-provoking, and it's bi-directional sharing of experience, not necessarily someone talking down to another person, but peers, obviously, potentially from different ages, different ethnicities, different perspectives, different aspects of their career, et cetera, but they're peers in that they're both human beings with experiences that can help the other person grow. Why is mentoring a tool to help fill the talent gap? Well, you know, it, it kind of uh, building what Mark just mentioned as far as diversity and inclusion. I think that's really an important message. We, we, we as an organization or as an industry need to do more to really be more inclusive and diverse and, and not just say that we are, but really leverage mentoring as an opportunity to take action about that. So mentoring is really about offering advice and how we work on filling this this talent gap is advice on job skills and navigating the workforce. It includes a more holistic approach of building a person's character, values, self-awareness, empathy, and capacity for respect. That investment in professional and personal growth will document institutional knowledge, but also provide opportunity for that next generation creativity. You know, we I always feel like we need that next generation to help us not only fill the talent gap, but to really help us invest in the future. There are new ways of looking at things, leveraging technology are really beneficial for the risk and insurance industry. It's also a great tool and a way to pay it forward. I think we all feel good when we're doing things where we feel we're making a difference. And as a mentor within an organization or within an industry, if you're the mentor, you're always working to build up the people underneath of you or that work with you or that work side by side with you. And I think that, you know, I know I feel good when I'm able to help others move up in their career pathways. The mentoring tool is really also a, um, a chance to learn a new industry. So perhaps uh, I'm somebody as a mentee and I'm stuck in an operations role and I'd like to know more about sales or client services. So perhaps I pick a mentor that's in those fields that I can reach out to and, and certainly learn more about those fields and what I need to do to get into them. And, um, you know, what I would also say, my word for it is it's a willing investment in someone else. So as an example, I was a state risk manager. What I would do is build a team of people around me that are very competent and always building their skill sets, knowing that at some point, you know, as I move up or move out into different careers, 
I'm always building a team under me that can succeed. And with that succession planning, be successful and step into the roles. So I think that's where really mentoring is a phenomenal tool to help us really look and fill that talent gap. Now, can you tell us about the transitions movement? Absolutely. It started as a one-time session at the National Workers' Compensation and Disability Conference in 2020, but it became a movement, and there were a variety of co-founders, myself being one of them, in regards to helping the industry, the workers' compensation industry specifically, think strategically about this generational shift. The mentoring is just one component of that. We've got webinars that go all the way into August. And they cover things like reimagining mentorship, reimagining communication models, reimagining influence, reimagining management style, reimagining business processes, reimagining technology strategies, reimagining marketing methods, reimagining human resources, and reimagining the work comp brand. So all of that is geared towards trying to help individuals create a plan. That's kind of our Passing the torch is our logo, but create a plan is kind of our mantra. And that is creating a plan from an individual standpoint. So each individual needs to figure out how they're going to navigate this next decade. But departments, organizations, cities, counties, states, they all need to be thinking about succession planning and the institutional knowledge and incorporating new viewpoints into this overall process. So we started in workers' compensation, but this has applicability for every workplace, whether you're a risk manager, whether you're a public entity, whether you're an insurance carrier, whether you're you know, a manufacturer, pretty much any industry, any organization, group of people in the United States or really on planet Earth needs to be thinking about what's going to happen as the institutional knowledge starts walking out the door. By virtue of that, it gives you an opportunity to reimagine what you want it to be going forward. And so we've expanded. In fact, if you look at the introduction document to our mentorship program, there is no specific reference to workers' compensation. It is something that is a program that connects mentors and mentees, really regardless of the industry, but really trying to connect those experienced professionals to those lifelong learners and establishing those relationships to help grow both professionally and personally. I'm really excited about the transitions. It grew out of a session where we were talking about the issues. And then as the group continued the discussion, it's like, why make this just a one-time event? Why not make this a year-long kind of activity, ongoing activity to discuss how we need to contemplate this next upcoming decade in regards to that. So there's more to come. We've got a YouTube channel where all of our past recordings are, and we've got individual videos that we're promoting. We've got a group on LinkedIn. We've got an actual forum or LinkedIn group on LinkedIn. The the, the LinkedIn page is called The Space Transition. The forum is called The Space Transition Space Forum. We're also working on a web page and having that. So we are invested in continuing this dialogue. So it's not a one-time thing. It's not just about mentoring, but it's kind of what we need to do in order to get prepared for the future. How does the mentoring program work? Well, with the transitions, we've created actually an entire guidebook, which is really phenomenal. It's got some great links for mentors so that they can understand their role and responsibilities as a mentor. 
It has uh, information for the mentees they'll be working with as well as to what to expect or what they should prepare for an expectation of meeting with their mentor. And, uh, you know, as Mark talked to you a little bit earlier, I'll say one thing about the work comp field and where we started. A new grad out of school or one that's maybe a recent associate in risk management certified program can start as a work comp adjuster you know, making a really nice, decent salary with, you know, a a, a great responsibility of helping people that are hurt on the job return to work successfully. So just kind of a a unique example, I think, of programs and why we started and can certainly apply elsewhere. And so what they can leverage with the toolbook we've created is a whole process for the mentor, completing a mentor intake form, The mentor is then approved in this first form and asked to complete a second form. The approval process is an interview process by the the mentor uh, committee council that we have. The mentor is then matched with a mentee. And we will say that it's, you know, the initial online survey is filled out by both candidates, the mentor and mentee. But this is really a a mentee-driven but mentor-guided process. So as the the relationship develops and there's engagement happening between the mentor and mentee, at the end of that, when that relationship ends, we also will be following up with feedback surveys to see how that went. And so there's a continuous feedback loop as well. I will say we are in the early stages still of developing and, and formalizing the process. We're right now building the database of mentors and mentees and starting the interview process. So I, I just see the, the growing excitement as this program continues to uh, to attract people to both want to be mentor and mentee. It's really exciting. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, view upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.